My first question is, as always, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> well, I'm Chris Enns. I, uh, why you're, you're talking to me, I suspect, is because I, I record podcasts and, uh, and that kind of thing out of a website called ssktn.com. And, uh, I don't know if it's a podcast network or a web page with a few podcasts on it, but that's what it is. And, uh, and my that's a hobby slash uh, side thing, and uh, my day job is is actually just doing website development and work for local businesses here. I live in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, sort of roughly in the middle. It's the province that looks like a sort of like a rectangle with a fat bottom. <laughs> <laughs> See that that's a good description because my country, Slovenia, looks like a chicken. <laughs> Um, no, really? seriously. It's, yeah, yeah. If we're right next to Italy. So if you, you know where the Italy boot is, yeah. right? So if you go, if you would, if you would go to the crotch area of that person, <laughs> right? There's, there's a chicken there. I'm not joking. Okay. Like, we can, you can look afterwards. Yeah, it, I'm looking on it, Google it, Maps here as we're talking. So, oh, well, yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep talking yeah. so you can see it. Then you'll just confirm that it basically <laughs> looks like a chicken. So yeah, that's a rectangle with a fat bottom is, uh, it's, I guess it's more flattening. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think <laughs> like the first thing I wanted to talk to you about since you started, well, let's call it a podcast network and just run with that. But, the the fact that you do web development, like, do you have any idea how like um, how easy it is for you to well, do a podcast network just because you know how to do web development? Because <laughs> you know, do you have a sense of that? I'm serious. Because yeah. like most people, when when you know, just setting up a website is like uh, alien technology, basically. And I, I think in our part of the internet, we tend to forget that. It's really easy to just say, hey, well, I'll just put up a website, get a domain, and then, you know, I'm going to find a plugin that does podcasts, and then I'm going to do, you know. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying, and I think that's certainly part of it. Uh, although, I guess, um, these days, it, it's definitely gotten a lot easier for people, even if they are completely web um, web ignorant or whatever, as far as building websites, um, just with, you know, things like Squarespace and, and sites like that, that that also built, not only are they relatively easy to build websites with, they build in now support for podcasting too on top of that. So like, I know Mike Hurley was a guest on, I think your first guest on this show and, uh, mm -hmm. his site before he got, um, swallowed up by five by five at 70 decibels.com.net. I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> uh, but he's ran, um, podcast network through Squarespace and, uh, and if, so if Mike can do it, anybody can do it. That's free tagline for Squarespace. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Mike, but no, it's uh, yeah. I, I appreciate that. It certainly is a a hurdle I don't have to overcome in terms of getting the audio or or video if you're a video podcaster out there onto the onto the web. So, how did you start doing web development? Uh, web development was something I just had picked up as a hobby and was kind of intrigued by it way back in the days of. Um, well, GeoCities, first of all, way back then. And then, uh, so I actually was on GeoCities, not like a lot of the, the kids these days who, you know, make fun of being on GeoCities, but never actually even ever looked at a GeoCities webpage. I actually had a web GeoCities pages. Um, and I don't know, moved from there to, uh, making some HTML sites, basic, very basic, very ugly websites, I'm sure. And then, uh, came across movable type as a, which is a content management system back in the day. Uh, it's still around, but it's very, much less used these days, but, um, yeah, I figured out how to install that and set that up for people and started sort of doing that for clients and, and friends of friends and that kind of thing. And, and then eventually sort of 
worked for a few folks, worked in a worked at a computer store for a number of years and did a bit of their websites and then uh since then I've gone on my own, uh opened up a business called Lemon Productions that uh where I yeah, do all that kind of stuff, websites and marketing and things like that. So Yeah, so, but completely self taught then. I mean no schooling or no. I have a. I mean, I have a couple of years of university that I took here, um, but it was more. That was more programming and stuff. And I'm just not wired enough to. <laughs> to when I say I do website development, it's really not the my my the extent of my skill set is HTML and then hacking in CSS and and then screwing up PHP is kind of the <laughs> my my software stack, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way, but I. I I, I never figured there were that many of us, you know, like, <laughs> like, like you say, you know, you just find a CMS. Mine was WordPress basically, but I, I actually yeah. started out with Blogger. That's the first, like, that was the first time I actually just like messed some CSS up and then tried to fix it for two weeks. And that yeah. was basically my, <laughs> that was yeah. the learning curve I went through, but I just never imagined there were that many of us. Cause I just, I know people that do proper, like, you know, uh, they build their own CMSs. I know those people and there's seven of those, right? <laughs> and, and then everybody else is like, I have a Facebook page. Yeah. And that's the extent that it goes to. Yeah. So I think there's this big middle middle ground where we reside. I guess I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely. And it's uh, it's the it's both too bad that things like Facebook and and stuff sort of make it so easy to publish stuff sometimes because some people I think need <laughs> should should have a bit of a filter in terms of it being a bit more difficult to to publish online for their sake just because some of the stuff people publish is kind of. Uh, less than good, I guess. But, um, but no, it's, I mean, it's overall, it's great that it is so easy these days for a lot of people to get into publishing and, and try their hand at writing and, and things like that. So, okay. So since you mentioned Facebook, I have this, like, it's one of the, uh, like I have three running themes on my Slovene podcast and one of them, we call them Facebook gurus over here, <laughs> which are basically, I'm trying to think of a polite way to describe these people, but, um, <laughs> Uh, it's kind of hard, right? like you know those folks that basically like sell Facebook pages to small businesses and call it a website. Right. Like those kinds of yeah. So yeah. I'm just wondering, like, what's it, what's it like in like Canada in your area? Like, do that, does that stuff exist everywhere, or are we just? Uh... <laughs> no, I think uh, I think it's universal. That's uh, I don't know. Sometimes I call it, it this. Maybe not. Uh, it's not nice, maybe, to say this, but it's the social media douchebag is kind of the the social media the expert. Douche, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the word douchebag came to mind, but like, I was trying to be. Yeah, well, okay, I, I but yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's your podcast. I shouldn't shouldn't lower it. Oh, that's gonna be in the title, probably. But yeah. <laughs> oh, don't put that next to my name. That'll have my whatever SEO value I have in my name will be shot. No, but uh, no, I think that's universal in terms of. There's always somebody. I come from the spirit of. Um, I know that I don't know everything and I'm trying to learn more and I I know that there's folks who know less than I do, but I want to help them. Whereas there's tends to be folks who don't always recognize or admit that they don't know everything, but are willing to happily charge folks who don't know, who know less than them as if they do. And so that's where I get frustrated with my industry, like the web and marketing and stuff that happens within our industry that it's just kind of annoying sometimes when people don't admit the, the things that they don't know and, and then, yeah, steal almost money for doing very little work. But the flip side of that is, I guess, there's certain value in, uh, I wouldn't apply it to Facebook pages necessarily, but, but like you said, with WordPress, you know, <laughs> for you and I, it's fairly easy to flip a couple of buttons and, and, uh, install WordPress and we've got a website. 
which seems like, well, why would I charge money for that? But that is a learned experience and, ex- and expertise that you have that a lot of other people don't. And just the same way I would much rather pay somebody to come, I don't know, unplug my toilets if they were plugged or something <laughs> that rather than uh, learn yeah. about it myself. So yeah, but I think it's universal for sure. That's uh, Merlin man put it like best. And I, you know, every podcast has to mention Merlin. <laughs> so check. Yeah. Uh, no, he really, I don't know. On, a, in an, on an episode of back to work, he kind of said, yeah, it's uh, just putting up a Drupal site or whatever, but yeah, you learned a couple of times, you know, you've been around the block a couple of times. So you know, the mistakes yeah. that can be made and that just saves people time. Yeah, basically. exactly. But yeah, the social media douchebaggery is a whole different kettle of fish or I don't know what the expression is, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. <laughs> um, so, okay. Now we, we have to talk about podcasting because you see, I like talking to radio guys. That's what I call people to do audio because I kind of come from a radio background. But what drew you to audio stuff in the first place? Well, on, uh, let's see. I'm just going to pull up my, <laughs> the about page on SSKTN because I know I wrote about it a little while ago and you sometimes forget some important details along the way but the um, way back when I always got into I remember getting into having like a recorder of some sort like a tape deck and I could record my voice and I'd pretend to be like on the be like the radio folks I'd listen to here locally and record that play it back and sort of play with that and then later on I, I have an interest in music so I play guitar and stuff and I got a a recorder, like a four track recorder, so I could play, play guitar with myself and make music and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and then I can't remember exactly which, who it was first, but, um, probably Leo Laporte, I would imagine, uh, hearing like Mac Break Weekly and, and those kind of shows where, uh, it was just kind of like he gets to sit and talk and talk about stuff he loves and is really interested in and passionate about and cares about and with his buddies and, and gets paid to do it, which was kind of like a really neat idea. And it wasn't like the, the sort of inane morning radio show banter. It was, you know, stuff that was a little more geared for me as a geek or nerd or whatever. And, uh, and so, yeah, I started sort of interested in that. And, and then also hearing Dan Benjamin and sort of precursor to five by five when he was doing, uh, the first version of the talk show and things like that. And, and so it just kind of like intrigued me as a way to make, make a living and also just have fun as a hobby either way. Um, getting to talk to folks and, you know, being a bit of an introvert in a social setting, uh, I wouldn't necessarily go up and just talk to a stranger or, or being interviewed by somebody on TV even or whatever in this, you know, if you and I were on video or whatever, a little more intimidating, whereas audio is kind of nice. It's safe. It's easy to, control the environment and all that kind of stuff and so um that's kind of what drew me into it initially so so are you more of a live guy or a record guy (laughs) (laughs) for uh for podcasting i'm uh i've i've i like both actually i used to be a little more wary of doing live stuff although but i've gotten over that lately because it's just it's uh there's something about the energy that comes when you're talking and knowing that potentially other people are listening. I mean, right now we're streaming this and like this morning I recorded an interview with somebody and, um, I tend to be fairly focused on the interview and, and not really worry about whoever might be listening or the chat room if there is one and things like that. But it does sort of give it a bit more energy and like if something happens, it's, it's live and people are hearing it, but then I still, you know, obviously edit a little bit and, and publish it out. But, um, for the shows I do, it's a mix. I, I record, the interview shows I do, I tend to record ahead of time and then publish them later just because it's a little more difficult, as you know, for scheduling and things like that. Whereas the 
round table kind of discussion shows like too lazy to blog. Those I tend to just record and publish right away. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way because, uh, every time there's a panel, it's probably not worth it <laughs> like, to just go, <laughs> to go through all of it is just insane to me, but some people yeah. still do that. But cause I, when I worked in radio, I, I saw the, like the radio technicians, that's what we call them. I don't know. The sound engineers, I guess is the, yeah. 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 When I saw like a pro Tools session open with, you know, like, uh, 22 <laughs> tracks that just, you know, that's just overwhelming as far as I'm concerned. But, um, the, the other thing I wanted to ask is, um, like, how did you decide what kind of shows you wanted to do? I've, I listened to Too Lazy to Block and I heard a couple of the episodes of Show Me Your Mic, but like, what, what was the thinking behind those shows? Uh, well, Too Lazy to Blog actually is a, it's an interesting one that's kind of taken on a little, Shows, I, I guess, tend to find their way to what they need to be, which sounds really fancy, but it's like, um, I started off as just kind of a complimentary show for my blog, which I, I blog at chrisands.com and it's, you know, just your basic tech geek kind of re, reblogging and writing a few stupid comments and stuff like that about Apple or whatever. But, um, I sort of wanted to, I was doing podcasting already, uh, at SSKTN and I wanted to just have a little audio podcast that I could just try sort of rehearsing or practicing more of the podcasting thing without having to worry about guests and things like that. And so it was just a solo show initially of me just talking about whatever happened to be on my, on my brain that day. And then I sort of expanded it to maybe having a few guests every so often and I'd hit, hit up friends or um, mostly local friends, not so much out on the web friends, but local friends to just come on and, and chat. And that was okay, but then they're not necessarily keen on podcasting. They're just, you know, my friends, right? <laughs> they don't necessarily do podcasting. And so, um, whereas, uh, eventually I, I think I interviewed Adam Clark or Tim, I can't remember who was first, but interviewed one of them and then I interviewed the other guy and they, they're, they're kind of buddies too, online buddies anyways. And, uh, we kind of hit it off and decided to try uh, doing an episode of Too Lazy to Blog together. And, uh, now four or five episodes in, I guess we're kind of semi-regularly anyways doing that show together. And it's kind of just a fun chance to, it's your basic tech round table, talk about a few different topics that we each bring to the show and uh and hopefully it's interesting enough for that somebody somebody would want to listen to it <laughs> but we have fun doing it so um and then uh show me your mic was born out of the idea of wanting to just talk to other podcasters because i there's there tends to be uh not to bring the social media douchebag thing into it too much but there tends to be the 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 uh podcast about podcasting where it's all about making money and here's the 120 10 quick ways to get 60,000 listeners in one week and those kind of stuff and um, more power to those folks for doing it but I that wasn't really what I was after and I just kind of wanted to have a, a show where I could justify hitting up other podcasters and trying to learn from them and stuff like that and so that's sort of where it started and uh, and uh, yeah now recorded just this morning episode 18 I think so we're up to so um, it's been a fun fun ride so far and We'll see where it goes in the future. There's a few other shows that I do that are either on hiatus or paused, I guess, right now. The one that's similar to that, Show Me Your Mic, is one called Welcome to the Internet, which is your basic interview show, and and uh, but just kind of more of a topic of, similar to what you do, I guess, I would imagine here, where it's kind of just someone you find interesting and uh, and want to chat, chat with, and hopefully the people who subscribe and follow your show would find it interesting and, and enjoy the conversation that you have. So, um, but yeah, the... That's sort of the genesis of those those shows, anyways. 
Yeah, that's basically my show. The Slovene version has a tagline, which is, uh, I'm trying to translate it in my head now. Uh, <laughs> it's basically a, a legitimate people in society tell me what they do. That's the roughest translation I could find in my head. <laughs> but uh, yeah. no, but the, the reason I mentioned it and the, the, the thing you said with the show, you, show me your mic podcast, um, the, the reason I wanted to talk to you because you seem like you want to do stuff the right way. And what I mean by the right way is, well, not being a, you know, the douchebaggery part of it, right? <laughs> like, because now that thing is kind of prevalent in the mainstream internet, basically. And I just want to know where, where that, uh, you know, where that urge to do stuff the right way comes from for you. Because <laughs> I, I think that's really important. That's the, the one of the main things I want to talk to people about. Like people like you, like the people like that I find interesting. And the, the same was with Mike and the same with Chris Gonzalez. When you look at the stuff they do online, they kind of do it, their hearts in the right place. You know, there's no, like, agendas there, you know, basically. And it's right. the same with you. I just want to know where that comes from. Well, I appreciate that comment. And that's uh, some a good good group of folks to be included in, uh, too. And so, yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, I don't know. I think to my it's sometimes to my detriment that I don't uh, try and uh, <laughs> <to> <laughs> monetize or whatever quicker and easier and all those kinds of things because tends to be a bit of a harder slog sometimes to get get things off the ground but uh i don't know i think it's partly maybe my upbringing my parents and trying to just help out folks and and i tend to have a bit of the naive optimism towards people before when i first meet them and and uh giving them the benefit of the doubt um before passing judgment if I ever do <laughs> on folks. And so that's, uh, I guess hurt me and, and helped me in the, in both ways, I guess there's sometimes you need to be a little more wary of people, especially like you said, online where, you know, you kind of assume somebody has got your best interest at heart and then they actually are just out for themselves or for money or whatever. And not that I have any big horror stories, but, um, yeah, I think, um, Something maybe it's a Canadian thing, maybe it's a it's a me thing. I don't know where it actually comes from, but uh, yeah, desire to to sort of see the good in folks and also try and do good with what you're doing without sounding too hippie-ish, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's not hippie-ish. I mean, even the monetization stuff, right? There's a, there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. Like that's the way I see it, right? And I don't know, like you know, the, just the sponsorships that. Uh, people try to get I, I mean that's the first uh, hurdle you have to pass to kind of yeah. try and do it the right way because you know doing the crappy link bait stuff is you know that's pretty easy and trying to get some like money off of that or just some weird google ads or stuff like that so um, I just yeah. uh, wanted to ask like what's your plan for SSKTN like <laughs> no, but no, because I don't yeah. want to put you on the stop on the spot. Where like what your hopes are, and you know all of that stuff. You know I don't want to do it. Like, I don't <laughs> want this to turn into a shrink session. But like, <laughs> just like, um, what what are your plans with it? Well, I think um, a big part of what I like to do with it is to, uh, in a in a ultimate end game, I guess it would be fun to do a thing where similar to what like say Dan Benjamin with five by five, and not on the scale of it, but like what. Leo Laporte does with Twit. I don't have aspirations of, I think that the possibilities of doing that level of stuff is past. He was in right place, right time with the right talent and all that kind of stuff, but that, uh, it's going to be hard to, for someone to replicate that level of success. But, um, 
Yeah, I really enjoy doing this kind of thing, podcasting and talking with with uh, folks and picking their brain and and so adding a few shows here and there and sort of building up a bit of a listenership and and a following as it were and and uh, hopefully as part of that attracting a bit of the sponsorship uh, money and uh, just to, to enable me to do more with it and um, to have more more fun, more shows, more uh, more guests, all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh and do it yeah do it take it full time at some point in in some way and whatever that may look like um right now it's sort of the the side job to my full-time gig whereas i think i'd like to sort of flip it the other way where the podcasting could be the the more full-time gig and the the website design and building and stuff like that would be the the i don't know if it'd be a hobby or whatever but the sideline stuff so um but yeah that's the and meeting like it's fun because i get to meet folks like you who i there's no way I would have if I just stayed in my little <laughs> web design world and didn't ever venture out outside of that. I did. I wouldn't have met half the folks that I currently call uh, friends online. So uh, yeah, more more fun like that. So yeah, that, this is you know there's a Skype connection from Saskatoon to Ljubljana right now, which yeah. you know <laughs> that yeah I I don't want to get all giddy over the internet, but you know the internet. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't, that's it's it's weird on so many levels and wonderful on so many others. So it's just yeah, I love stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, basically. No, I think it's good to be a little more giddy over the internet sometimes because I think we, uh, I don't know, I don't know how old you are, but like sometimes we tend to forget where it's come from and how far we've actually come, even in a short period of time. We just kind of are always looking ahead at new, new what's next, what's next, and and uh, just sort of take a bit for granted. So. There's my old man internet <laughs> rant. But. Well, I'm I'm 29, so I was. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, I got my. I think my first internet connection was when I was. Let me. 14, 13, 14, somewhere around there. Right. Yeah, because my dad does industrial and graphic design, so uh, he had computers pretty early on, I guess. So, nice. Yeah, that's that's where that came from. But yeah, I I do kind of remember like the. I'm, I'm not gonna say the good old days. But uh, when, you know, having like having access to the Internet really was like a superpower because you could just know stuff that no other person could know without the Internet. Like I do remember those days and that was fun because when (laughs) Google wasn't around yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But uh, then there's a portion I wanted to ask you about, like just Canada in general. Because, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to go into the Slovene feed eventually. And I just want for, like, people around here to kind of... So w- w- what's Saskatoon like? Or I don't, I don't even know <laughs> how to that? ask. Yeah, I don't even, you know. No, because, yeah. like, I listen to all these people. Like like you said, like, the stuff Mike does and uh, the stuff Dan and Leo, right? And you just, like, the tech stuff and you listen to all of that. But, like, I never know where these people are. <laughs> it's just a voice coming through the speaker. So I just, I made a point... <laughs> To ask people where, like, um, I talked to Chris about the uh, tornadoes in Oklahoma, uh, like last oh, yeah. week. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm not asking like natural disaster stories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, what's Saskatoon like? That's the only way I could phrase it, really. Yeah, no, that's that's good, and I think um, it's interesting because uh, there's another guy who I forgot to mention on sort of my journey into podcasting that I came across called. Uh, his his name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and he runs a website called PodcastAnswerMan.com. It's kind of like it would be the the really businessy uh he does podcast consulting and all that kind of stuff kind of the a bit more businessy and i don't think he's a 
douchebag or anything <laughs> like that with, with what he does, but he, he definitely has, you know, makes a living off of podcasting in a good way. And, um, but one of the things I noticed he's been doing, I haven't, I hadn't kept up with him for a while and I was just checking back and he's doing some, uh, video log, video blogging or whatever you want to vlog. I don't know what you call it, but, um, but more, not so much just in the studio, which is what sort of naturally would happen, but a little bit around this area and, you know, go for a walk and show, which I think, again, I think we often take for granted that everybody kind of looks, everyone looks the same or their area they live looks the same. And why would they be interested in the, the street I live on or the area of the city I live in and all that kind of stuff. But it is actually interesting. You know, I'd be curious to see like where you're, I mean, we can do it a bit with Google Maps and Street View and all that kind of stuff now. Oh, we don't have Street View yet, so. No, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we couldn't. <laughs> I, think, I think that's. I think the cars are going to start driving around this year or next year. Oh well. Wow. Yeah. We're, so how how far away would you like? Where would be the nearest? I don't know how this sounds, but the nearest Street View <laughs> from you. Probably in Italy or Austria. Okay. Definitely so not is, Croatia or Hungary. Right. I mean, I imagine there's maybe Hungary. Maybe, but I'd, I'd imagine Italy and Austria because we neighbor right. all four. So, yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. It's interesting. Um, no, I think the, the Saskatoon where I live is a. It's a fairly modern city. It has about a couple hundred thousand people. Like I said, we're kind of in the middle-ish of Canada uh, geographically, and so we don't have. There's no water around us. There's no ocean nearby. We're it's pretty flat. There's not a lot of hills or a lot of, not a lot of mountains or not any mountains really and, and very few hills, but, uh, and wait, we have, wait, your, wait, uh, wait, no, ma- it's Canada. I mean, what, wait, what? <laughs> sorry. Just what, how, like just no mountains. I don't get that. Cause I thought Canada was all mountains. Oh, I'm no, so no, no. gonna sound like a weird, but yeah, that's through. Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. It's, uh, where we live, where I live, it's sort of geographically is the middle, like I was saying, and yeah. there's, uh, I don't know what you use, whether it's provinces or states, but the province, we use provinces here for uh, different regions. And so the province next to us is Alberta, where that's where the Canadian Rockies and uh-huh. um, those kinds of things, that's the big mountain range. And then the next province further from that is British Columbia. That's where Vancouver is. And so there, there's lots of mountains over there. But uh, no, in Saskatchewan, where I am, it's the prairies, kind of like flat and lots of farming and um, the... Yeah, lots, lots and lots of farming. And, uh, although like, like any modern city these days, technology is kind of like there's, there's lots of startups and, and things like that happening in, in the web here. And, uh, and then just your average North American kind of city stuff, all the typical, you know, McDonald's and <laughs> the gap and all the, yeah. the stores. Like that's the part that's kind of too bad is that how, well, what's the word homogeneous or whatever, where everything kind of starts to look the same, the same little, in North America, anyways, a lot of the siddle, the strip malls and... Uh, oh, it's getting that way over here as well. Yeah, I would imagine too. It's, yeah. it's too bad because, I mean, it's nice to have access to a lot of that stuff, but it's also kind of too bad how everything starts to look the same and nobody really has any character anymore. Uh, but anyways, that's probably a, <laughs> a longer discussion for someone more more educated than I am about. <laughs> no, but you see, I just, I like hearing like that kind of perspective because you're, you know, like I'm yeah. just a guy that lives here and you're just a guy that lives there. And I <laughs> sucked at geography anyway. So that was the worst subject ever for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's where I think like weather wise is probably the other thing that people would be curious about is uh, over there. Cause I'm, uh, that was what I would be curious about for you is like for me right now, as we record this at the beginning, of June, it's nice. Uh, you know, it's summertime, and so it's twenty degrees Celsius. We, uh, you know, twenty to twenty-five degrees Celsius every day, 
and you know we get rain and stuff but uh, for the most part pretty nice and then that's from i don't know usually from may till september ish is sort of you know 15 to 30 degrees somewhere in there it gets warmer obviously in the middle of summer etc but um but then yeah november october november until uh, april is winter and that's where you sort of get the other stereotypical canadian view probably of like a ton of snow and uh <laughs> and it's like minus 30 celsius and and colder some days and so that's what I experienced through winter, which maybe is another reason why the podcasting thing is kind of attractive because we're not going outside a whole lot anyway. So might as well sit in the basement and talk on the mic to people in warmer climates. And <laughs> Well, the climate here is pretty similar, I guess. I mean, it doesn't get that cold, but we get the full four seasons, you know. Right. We get a proper summer with like 35 degrees Celsius. And then in the winter, it's maybe minus 10, minus 15. It does get below that, but not in the uh, the city where I live, the capital. But yeah, it's pre- pretty much the same. But although we do have mountains, so, you know, <laughs> that's, I guess that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we have McDonald's, but we don't have the gap, which I don't really mind, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, coming. Okay. I just know it's coming because yeah, every, everything else came over already. So, um, yeah. I, so now we're going to move to my whole, uh, which hardware and software do you use? And we're not going to go into the podcasting gear because that's another discussion, but like which phone, tablet, computer do you use? Ah, um, I use, I have an iPhone four, so I'm, uh, over here. We actually just yesterday, they finally sort of switched the, um, limits as far as contracts. So you had to always up until yesterday, they were three years always, unless you paid a lot more. Now they're saying they've changed it to where you can't have a, the companies can't charge a cancellation fee, uh, outside of two years. So, um, we'll see what's going to happen as far as contracts from, you know, telcos and stuff like that. But anyways, I well, well, see, you had to have the phone for three years. Or yeah, most. I mean, I could have. Uh, you can do it on a two-year contract, but then you pay more upfront for the phone. Then, ah. so like the iPhone four, when I bought it, was I think it was one ninety nine um, for the phone, which was similar to what the U.S. I think was paying for yeah, a two-year contract. Yeah. So I was, I'm, but I'm locked into a three-year, and uh, and then basically, so that's why I haven't upgraded. I'm a bit of an Apple fanboy, but not enough that I'll just throw money at Apple whenever they <laughs> release anything. <laughs> so I'll wait until it's at least somewhat smart. So, um, plus I have a wife and kids, so I'd, I'd get in a lot of trouble if I kept doing that. But, um, yeah, so the iPhone 4 is what I have, the 32 gig model black. I think that was the only option then. But, um, no, yeah, sorry, iPhone 4. And then I use a MacBook Air, uh, as my main sort of, uh, work machine for, uh, website design and stuff. It's the, 1.8 gigahertz core i7 is the uh, mid 2011 model. So getting a longer in years on that one with uh, just did the four gigs of RAM and uh, what did I do? 256 gig SSD. Um, and then I also, for the podcasting stuff, like I'm recording right now, we, I edit, uh, which I know I'm not talking about podcasting, but I have a computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, an older iMac, a 2007, 20 f- something inch, 24 inch, maybe iMac. Um, that I edit on and, and then my wife uses as well for other stuff just for, it's our home computer. And then I actually have a couple of Mac minis that I use for the podcasting stuff as well, just to stream and, and, uh, Skype with and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, my wife actually has the, has an iPad mini, uh, 32 gig mini and, uh, sold a, she had the original first gen iPad and then sold that and, and, uh, picked up a mini instead just for a 
newer model with uh, you know faster horsepower without as much expense on the bigger screen. So, and she yeah. really likes that. So it was kind of nice going from. If, I think if she had a Retina iPad before, like the iPad 3, let's say, or something, and then went to the Mini, uh, she might have com- been complaining more, or I might have complained more about the screen. But having the first-gen iPad with non-Retina and going to the Mini with non-Retina, you're not really – you don't know what you're missing, I guess. And so uh, – <laughs> Yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's – I don't know. What other kind of tech stuff do you – how far do you oh, go? Any Kindles? <laughs> that's, that's always a question. Oh, yeah. No, I actually um, – I use like Instapaper and uh, and Readmill occasionally and Pocket on my iPhone. And then my wife uses Instapaper a lot for recipes and things like that. Um, and then, you know, reading. But uh, no, we've never taken a plunge on a Kindle. Um, I think it probably has a lot to do with being uh, with young kids right now. They're just, by the time <laughs> yeah. you uh, collapse to go or go to read, you just collapse and fall asleep because there just isn't <laughs> enough energy to read. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's sort of, I think, I'm trying to think, Xbox and, uh, my son has just gotten into, he's five and we kind of opened up the world of Minecraft to him recently. Oh, wow. That I, was a mistake. But I yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I had never dabbled in it. I kind of skipped over. I, I play a lot of, I used to play a lot more video games and just haven't laced. recently. I'll play the, the odd sports, FIFA sports and soccer and stuff or football over there, I guess. But. Those yeah, let's let, let just call it football because we yeah. can. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm with you. I, I agree. It should be just called football, and then they should just call the other one kickball or something, or American football or something. American football is fine. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, but I hadn't t- hadn't dabbled in Minecraft, and I just showed, and I kind of thought he'd be too young for it, but yeah, he like I showed, I just played the demo on the Xbox with him, and he's like his brain kind of exploded i think with the possibilities of what <laughs> yeah. what you could do with it so we'll see where that goes but yeah anything else i don't know no that's pretty much it. how much of a gamer were you oh well way back i used to do like the land parties and play uh doom and wolfenstein and uh, ah. uh those kind of games like way back in the day and then and then but uh on the xbox and stuff it's more it'd be casual like I don't know. I'll pick up a game for rent it for a week and play it, but I don't. I haven't bought a game in a long time. Actually, just uh, go rent a game for a week, like Batman uh, Arkham City. Have you ever played that? That's a Arkham Asylum or the Arkham City is the re- the second one. That came oh, out that's after. oh yeah, the, yeah. I just played Arkham Asylum. I yeah. played the first one. But. Yeah, if you like the first one, it, this is even better. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, already- I'm- kind of blown again going back to like remembering how far we've come of like it's crazy what's in some of these games and it's it's almost better playing arkham arkham city or even arkham asylum too like than watching some of the batman movies that have come out because it's more of a it's a better storyline and <laughs> almost as good acting and stuff like that so anyway well yeah the, the, the games kind of no but i actually like talking about it. i used to be yeah i was the same with the lamp parties and uh Wolfenstein and Doom that was like that was basically required playing yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Duke Nukem 3D that was another one and then, oh yeah uh, many hours with that one yeah and then I was uh, part of the uh, I think I was just the right age because I think I was like 15 with uh, Counter-Strike the Half-Life mod oh yeah that was yeah that was uh, yeah the hours I lost on that <laughs> yeah yeah I <laughs> no, know but, yeah, because I think gaming kind of, uh, at least in this part of the internet, you know, it kind of, 
it all shifted towards the casual stuff with the iOS and you know everything yeah. everything I hear about games is just oh this new thing on the iPad and that's fine but I, I always you know built my own PCs and stuff like that so I'm I, I miss that sometimes you know I'm trying to find like a good podcast about games <laughs> uh, like oh, PC yeah. games and uh, Xbox games but yeah still searching for that one yeah uh, well you should start it up maybe. <laughs> oh yeah i need another podcast that's what i need yeah <laughs> we all do yeah. <laughs> okay so uh let's talk about the apps you use and uh the, the stuff that you actually use not the stuff that you have installed that you think, or you know you just yeah. think it's cool because it's you know flavor of the month but the stuff you actually use first on your phone and then on your mac okay um let's see you're going like priority of use or amount of use not necessarily priority but uh definitely tweetbot um both on the Mac and on the phone is what I use for accessing Twitter. I use repost to access app.net. I'm on there occasionally. Um, repost is a nice one. And actually just the other day, Felix was actually might still be, but it was free. Um, I haven't committed, like I, I obviously paid for an app.net account, but I haven't committed mentally to buying apps for it yet. So um, that's where I kind of watch for free ones and then try to dabble with it. So, but yeah, on the social front, kind of like Tweetbot, and then I'll, occasionally check facebook on there but not too often i really like the tumblr ios app uh, i hear the android one is very similar and very good um let's see going through i use in my dock on my phone i have mail the phone mail.app uh, phone app messages and camera um but i really don't use the phone a lot i could probably take it out of there <laughs> um and photography kind of stuff i use uh of course like instagram and and flickr i use a lot actually um their ios app and occasionally dabble with vine um i use calvetica for calendaring i've been kind of searching for a new one but i haven't again i it's not bad enough that i want to buy something but it's not so great that it's, I'm completely happy with it, I guess. So, um, I use Cobook. I think that's how you say it for contacts, uh, which is a world of improvement over Apple's address book. And, uh, and that similarly has a Mac client as well that works as a menu bar applet kind of thing. And, uh, and is a great, great way to manage your contacts in a way that isn't a more usable version, I guess, than what Apple built in, in my opinion, anyways. Um, I use Byword for making notes, recording minutes from a meeting or random blog post ideas and things like that. Both again, a lot of these are both on both ends of uh, like on the iPhone and the, and the Mac. Um, any ga games? Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of casual games, uh, letterpress, big, <laughs> big user of letterpress, uh, kingdom rush. I played through that's the tower defense kind of game. Mm. Um, super Stickman golf Two. Have you heard of this? Oh, the super, super I've heard of it. I've never, I've never played it, but I have heard of it. Well, let me, they are actually a couple, a couple guys, a couple of folks here in Saskatoon that built it, developed uh -huh. it. And, uh, so let me make sure you're, I pimp them out to your, <laughs> to your <laughs> listeners over there. Cause, uh, it's a great, I mean, obviously just being silly, but it's a, it's a great game actually for, I think it's 99 cents in the app store. And it's a, they have a Android version as well, I believe. Um, yeah, that's, I have an Android phone and I think I've seen it. That's yeah. why it's, yeah. it doesn't, it, I mean, maybe somebody might think it's like something to do with golf and they have to know golf. Like I don't, I golf once a year if I'm lucky and, and terrible at that. And so, um, <laughs> but it's, it's a great kind of just puzzle game, a little bit of, uh, figuring out angles and power and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, and they actually have another game that's quite a lot of fun too from the same guy is called Lunar Racer that, uh, 
it's just really well done uh, graphically. And I, that may have an Android version as well too, because I know they try and do both. Um, that's uh, Noodle Cake Studios is who puts those out. Um, Carcassonne is a board game app that I yeah love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, nobody just loves Carcassonne. Okay, you're either like you're basically a junkie, or you don't know what it is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a middle ground. There, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, uh, but those I, I tend to I don't know how you, but I tend to go in waves of both Carcassonne and Letterpress are the two where I go like really hard for a couple of weeks, and then I completely avoid it for a while and stop playing my turn, and people probably get annoyed with me. <laughs> but sort of feast and famine. Um, yeah, I don't, and then uh, as far as like for running business kind of stuff, I do. Uh, I use a company called FreshBooks for invoicing. They're a Canadian company, or they happen to be Canadian. I didn't, that wasn't why, but, uh, FreshBooks for invoicing and time tracking and stuff like that. I use Evernote for capturing, uh, business, uh, invoices and PDFs and storing stuff there. Uh, Just the amount of people that use Evernote is staggering to me. Yeah. Because oh, totally. I, I, I haven't, like, all of the podcast in Slovenia, all of the podcasts I've done, I mean, maybe two people haven't heard of it. Right. I mean, everybody just, no, see, because I, I never imagined it was that prevalent. Like, yeah. that's just, I mean, I, I've, I, I think more people know what Evernote is than Microsoft Office. I mean, and that's not a joke. Yeah. Like, regular users who just buy, I think everybody just knows what Evernote is. Yeah. It's insane to me. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's a, often people who I who ask me for advice on how to manage stuff or whatever, you know, documents and things like that or or ideas and things like that. And I'll say Evernote, and they say, oh, yeah, I've already used that, but what else do you have? <laughs> yeah, so, it's the same with me. <laughs> yeah. And actually, on Evernote, I actually just had a, I was, I don't know if it was a podcast or a video thing, I can't remember, but uh, Paul Boag, I don't know if, uh, boagworld.com, but he had had posted sort of some ideas of, of ways he uses if this, then that. Are you familiar with that? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I use that. Yeah. yeah. And he had a really neat kind of, I think it's called recipes on there, where basically mm-hmm. he'd set up a thing where, um, for sort of inspirational images, whether it's, you know, in my work, like a website or, uh, maybe photography, where basically you would, if he favored, faved, whatever it's called, faved, starred <laughs> something on Instagram, on Flickr, on, you know, insert your image service of choice, starred what that, it would then automatically through if this, then that, pump that into Evernote into a special notebook. And so then if he's looking for inspiration, visual inspiration or whatever, he can just pull up that notebook and, Bam, there it is. And it's kind of a neat, neat little uh, friction-free way of, of sort of collecting those. Because often I would do that, but I'd like, you know, the folder, or they'd get dumped into a folder somewhere. I'd save them, and then I'd forget where mm-hmm. I put the folder and all that kind of stuff. So anyways. Oh, that's, a cool, that's a cool one, because then you just get an Evernote uh, note. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I often forget about Evernote as being a web app as well. Like I, you know, I think of it as a client on my phone and my Mac, but I don't really think of it as also having a web API that people... Like people smarter than me can build things to <laughs> to hook it all together. <laughs> so, and then I use uh, OmniFocus for again Mac and, and phone for doing a lot of the sort of day to day to dos and project management stuff because I'm a one man shop for the most part, and uh, um, so that's yeah. There's actually a neat uh, which one? Should, oh, I use Day One for journaling. I don't know if you've ever. That's a great yeah. Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah great journaling app. Drafts for. Uh, I, I still don't. I'm exploring the power of drafts on the on the iPhone. Anyways, it's a neat little you know write something here and send it wherever you want on your phone kind of app. And uh, Mention is a web app, iPhone app, Mac app that I use for ego tracking online. So 
somebody, <laughs> I use it actually just for the podcasting stuff. I, if someone mentions SSKTN or show me your mic right now are the two sort of triggers I have set up and you get a little ding if, and find out where they are. And, uh, yeah. And then stock them and that's pretty much it. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's neat with podcasting, not, not to go too far down the podcasting trail, but with that is you find out, uh, by doing that, who is using us. There's a service called HuffDuffer. I don't know if you've come across. Oh yeah, I've seen HuffDuffer. Yeah. The, if somebody tags your, or like, it's kind of like the Instapaper of podcast listening. So you, someone saves your podcast to listen to later. You wouldn't normally know other than it, you know, saves some of the metadata. And so then a service like mention or, you know, Google, uh, alerts or whatever it's called will pick that up and, and then you can see. And so it's going to be kind of fun just to see who sometimes saves, um, uh, listens to uh, an episode of your show or whatever and find that out sort of a sneaky way that way. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, now my last question, mm-hmm. which is always the same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I try to have these anchor questions so I know where I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, if you had to uh, name a piece of hardware, it doesn't have to be anything like computer wise, right? But something that you felt was made for you basically, or something that's, the, you know, made your life better. It might have been something that you use and don't have anymore. You might still have it. It might be in a basement somewhere, but you think about it. Just what would that one thing be? Huh, that's a good question. Um, well, I think the piece of technology, I'm just trying to think which one that kind of like set me off on this path of, of being interested even in technology and computers in general um, I would have to say might have been either the like my first uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, like playing Mario Brothers, and and just the and maybe there was an Atari or something before that that I had Coleco or something. But that's the kind of one where it just kind of made me realize that this isn't like some magical thing out there. It's just a a game that you put into this thing, and that tells the the bigger box what what to do and how to what to say and what sounds to make and graphics and stuff like that and kind of I remember having arguments with friends over whether this Nintendo was a computer or a video game thing and I always thought it was like a computer and they would <coughs> excuse me would say no it's just a video game. And so just that idea I guess that a person there's the idea that somebody could make something that then somebody else could use and that's actually I mean bringing full circle now to like playing around with Minecraft is that idea of very basic building blocks but you you could build these crazy big insane things out of and um just the possibility that that those kind of things bring. And so that's, I guess, uh, I spent many hours, many days, many weeks in in front of the TV playing Mario and other Nintendo games. And so maybe a bit of something like that, that was kind of a a fun trigger, trigger technology anyways, for me. That that was a good answer because you're talking to a person that started with the super Nintendo Entertainment. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just a little bit older than you, I guess. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it kind of works out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that that's why I said when you introduced your son to Minecraft, that's what my parents did with the superintendent. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, which, you know, a blessing and a curse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, that's pretty much it. That That's it. All right. Th- thank you for doing this. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. You know, yeah, um, thanks for, to, for talking to me. That's it. Now say bye so I can, you know, just cut it there. So <laughs> Bye. This was the third episode of the Storming Mortal podcast. You can find Chris on Twitter at iChris and then his podcasts on sskTN.com.
I really do welcome all kinds of feedback because this is my first foray into English speaking stuff for real. So you can reach me via email at hello at stormingmortal.com. And I also created an English Twitter account of mine. So that's at atomicxx. And until next week, that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening. Bye.